write this down. This is our third week on our new teaching. We've been talking about the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Will you say that? The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, for everyone who's a believer, will you declare this? I am righteous. God sees me as one who is righteous. There's nothing that I can do by my own merit that would make me right before God. I long to do right because I am righteous. I'm not longing to do right to become righteous. I do right because I am right. Amen. So, uh, again, we've been talking about the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Week one, we talked about I am righteous. Week two, we talked about reconciliation. I want to reiterate a little on that, but today for a subtopic, write this down. Absolution. Absolution. Will you say that? Absolution. Amen. Absolution. Now, this bears repeating, and we've said this, and I will continue to echo it. One of the most important questions that you and I will ever answer is what we believe about God. Again, all other theological questions are irrelevant until we believe that Jesus is who he said he is. And the reason why this is important is because our thoughts, someone say my thoughts, will determine the quality and direction as well as how I worship the Lord. So your view of God determines how you respond to God. And if my view of God is skewed, then my response will be skewed. And unfortunately, what religion has done, when again, what I mean by religion is when man tries to justify himself or is taught that he must justify himself before God based upon his own merit. So anytime someone who is bound by religion or a cult or in a cult practice, you, you will notice that they're always trying to do something to be right. But there's nothing that you and I can do in our own power that will ever justify us before God. Now, we're right before God based upon what Jesus did, right? So there's nothing you can do to justify yourself before God. And again, this goes on and a lot of what we call denominations. People are still trying to justify themselves before God based upon their own merit. So essentially what we should receive easily is not coming easily because we're, our, our view of God is off, so our response is off. And see, God doesn't manifest his word because he loves you. He loves you. But his word is manifested because we live in agreement with his word. Who gets that? So it's important that I see God and understand God in light of the truth of what the word of God 
says about him. Who gets this? Again, religion focuses on behavior, but you can never behave your way right into right relationship with God. <laughs> behave right, but just because you behave right, that's not what makes you right. I behave right because I am right. Who gets that? And see, here's the thing. If I can ever get my beliefs in alignment with God's word, again, my behavior will adjust itself accordingly. So, in other words, our external is driven or motivated by our internal. If the inside is right, the outside will take care of itself. So, that's why it's very important that we understand who we are in him. And when you understand that, you will never let another man condemn you. You will ne never let another man deem you guilty. Why? Because God has set me free. Are you here? Then we said there's only two kinds of righteousness. You can write this down. There's self-righteousness. That's uh, man's attempt to be right before God through works or the works of the law. Again, we done dealt with that. We were not born under that covenant. Do we keep those uh, things? Yes, in principle, they're good, but don't kill, don't steal, don't bear false witness against your neighbor. All those things are good, but in me not doing those things, that's not what makes me right. Don't do them, but I'm made right based upon what Jesus did. Who gets this? Okay? Then we said, then there is God's perfect righteousness, which is a gift that we receive by faith. So righteousness is a gift that we receive by faith, not by works. <laughs> Say this, I cannot work myself right before God. Righteousness is a gift from God. And when you understand that, this righteousness, notice earlier I said a few moments ago, I said the internal will change the external. And when you understand this, it changes how you walk. It changes how you talk. It changes how you give. See, it, 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 why? Because how I give now is in line with what the Word of God says, man of God. How I live now, how I talk now, all of these things have come into line now with the Word of God, and you, and you understand, we've been talking about stewardship on Wednesday nights. You understand it all belongs to God, not just my time, not just my talents, not just my monies. Even my body belongs to God. But righteousness is a gift that we receive by faith. Romans 15, let's read verses 16 through 19. Romans 15, someone says it's a gift. See, what I'm trying to do, beloved, is lift the heavy burden of religious works off of you. Where you get to that place where you rest in the finished work of Jesus. <laughs> and when you rest, see, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. See, see man has imposed, again, just like the scribes and Pharisees, in days of antiquity, they imposed rules on men that was beyond the word of God. And the reason why sometimes people fry out, as they say, 
is because they've been taught to work for it rather than just believe right. Are you with me? And the result of God's grace, verse 16, and the result of God's grace's gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to what? Condemnation. We've seen this last week. Uh, there is now, therefore, no condemnation to those who are in Christ. So you shouldn't be condemned. That word uh, condemnation, it means punishment. Are you here? For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. Verse 17, for the sin of this one man, talking about Adam, caused death to what? Rule over many. Oh, that's literally everyone. Because of Adam's sin, man fell out of relationship with God. We became alienated and spiritually dead to God. Are you here? That's why in Christ we are made spiritually alive. But even greater, here it go right here, but even greater is God's wonderful God's wonderful grace and his, oh, so it is a gift. So I'm not made righteous by how I dress. Dress appropriately, but dressing appropriately, beloved, is not what makes you right. So I'm not made right by acting a certain way. Act right, but it's not my doing. It's what he done. So you have to cement this. And you will live your life, listen, even when it comes to sharing the good news, it will come from a place of grace and love and not condemnation. Are you with me? But even God, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for who? For all who receive it will live triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Verse 18, yes. Adam's sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ, what? One act, see? One act. One act of righteousness brings a so you have right relationship with God and a new life for everyone. So you have to remember, beloved, in Christ, you are in right relationship with God, not on what you do. It's based upon what Jesus did. Are you here? So the man who trusts Christ or trusts in Christ, listen to this, becomes the righteousness of God in him. So when you trust Christ as your Savior, you are now right or in right standing with God the Father. Then he becomes all, he becomes in Christ all that God requires a man to be, and all that he could never be in himself. So once we're in right relationship with God, there's nothing else we can do to become right. Jesus made me right. Do you hear that? So there's nothing else I can do to be any more right than what Jesus made me. So it's not my works. Should I fast? Sure, if God leads you. You should, yeah, should I have a, 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 a life of devotion? Absolutely. But it's not in your fasting. It's not in your praying. It's not in your daily devotion 
makes is is uh, is not in doing those things that justifies you or makes you right before God. Do those things, but Christ made you right. And there's a desire to do those things because I am right. Who gets this? So the first point, still reviewing, but I'm going to mix some things in between. Let's talk about absolution. Someone say absolution. And I'm talking about from a biblical standpoint in the purest form, and it literally means a freeing from blame or guilt, a release from consequences, obligations, penalties, or punishment. <laughs> now, if you can remember, I've showed you some things last week, and I'll show you again, that because of Christ, we have escaped God's judgment. Now, if you go out here and do something crazy, I'm not saying there's no consequences behind it. But we have to get out of this stuff that God has did, God done that to try to get me to see. Listen, if God has to hurt me to get to show me something, again, you are, trying, you are now trying to make yourself right before God based upon your merit. I don't know why the car flipped over, but it wasn't God trying to wake you up. And that's what religion tells you. Well, if you were living right, God, see, again, you're trying to say that what I do makes me right. I do right because I am right. And if God sees me holy now, then you, it, it can't, it, that can't be the reason why I flipped over. Because when he sees me, he sees me guiltless. He sees me not guilty. See, it's hard to receive this because religion has told us, still got us trying to qualify are you with me? Well, let's take the word. So it means a freeing from what? Blame or guilt. Release from consequences, obligations, penalties, or punishment. Now, when I'm talking about absolution, I'm not talking about how some religions may teach it. For, for instance, in Catholicism, the, uh, the priest <laughs> has the power to forgive sins. Let me tell you something, beloved. Uh, <laughs> no man, no human, no priest has the power to forgive sins. God is the only one who has the power to forgive sins. And, and I want to show you a verse that they use, but we have to understand, again, context gives you clarity. We have to understand in context what Jesus was saying. Are you with me? So it, it, let me show you in uh, John 20, 23. Right after Christ uh, was raised from the dead, he went and commissioned the, the apostles. And look at what he says. He says, John 20, 23, New King James. Watch this now. If you forgive the sins of any, they are what? Forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are what? Retained. Now understand this. Forgiveness of sins is one of the major benefits of Christ's death on the Christ. It is the essence of the new covenant. Proclaiming the forgiveness of sins was, and you see this in the book of Acts, was the prominent feature of the apostolic preaching in the book of Acts or the Acts of the Apostles. So here's what Jesus was doing. Jesus was giving the apostles, and by extension, you and I, the privilege of announcing heaven's terms on how a person 
can receive forgiveness. In other words, if one believes in Jesus, then a Christian has the right to announce his forgiveness. Are you here? If a person rejects Jesus' sacrifice, then a Christian can announce that that person is not forgiven. So that's what it means if you forgive this. In other words, notice he commissioned them to go into all the world, preach the gospel wherever the creature. For all those who believed what he's saying, you have the power to announce. You hear? That they are forgiven. Not that they have the power to forgive. Then they also have the power to, to, to announce that you are not forgiven if you reject this message. So he's not saying I have the power to forgive. No, he's saying based upon you receiving Jesus as your Savior, I have the power to announce that he is a child of God. That's why you have to be careful for people who try to put you out of heaven based upon your merit. Listen, and, and, and see, religion has taught us you don't know for sure the devil is alive. The Bible makes me know, lets me know that I can be sure. So if Earl received Jesus as his Lord and Savior, I have the right to say to Earl, is forgiven, and Earl's name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, despite how Earl walked. So when you go to these funerals, watch, even these folks who talk about, well, we can't say for sure, study your Bible, sir, ma'am. Are you with me? So, and I, want, I, didn't even, I wanted to go here to show you, no priest, Crystal, has the power to say, Crystal, your sins are forgiven. Nobody but God can do that. Now, what a priest can do is say, Crystal, since you've accepted Jesus as your Savior and Lord, you are forgiven. Are you with me? So, of course, Mark 2, 7 tells us that only God can forgive. Luke 5, 21, write that down. 1 Timothy 2, 5 says this, For there is one God... And one mediator, go between, between God and man. That's the man Christ. <laughs> the man who? There's one mediator between God and man. That's, so you don't have to come to me, pastor, I need you to, nah, I can't forgive you, I can't do that. I can't declare you saved. Well, I can declare you saved based upon your confession to Jesus, but I can't save you. Let me say it that way. Who gets that? See, that's why you got to study your Bibles. <laughs> How can you? I, I'm in need of being saved myself. How can I save you? And I'm in need of See, now, see, that's dangerous because now you are usurping your authority over God. You are now saying, I'm God. Why? Because I have the power to save. The devil is a liar. There's only one mediator between God and man. That's the man, Christ. So let's talk about absolution now. A freeing from blame, what? Or guilt, a release from the consequences, obligations, or penalties, or punishment. 
Are you with me? Hebrews 10, 22. That's why, guys, notice we've been talking here lately on getting our beliefs into line. I wish it were true, son, that people can get this in one week. But if you've been indoctrinated with a teaching that's in error for years, it's going to take, daughter, more than maybe two or three sessions. That's why, apart from here, I got to get this in my spirit. I have to hear it and hear it. Well, how do I know it's working? When there's a change in behavior. And I know there's a change. We know this is happening. Why? Because there's been a change in my beliefs. So the behavior is now coming into line with what I believe. This is what we need to be hearing. The body of Christ. Who they are in Christ. Then we'll stop a lot of these theatrics trying to shout my Ray right. Nothing wrong with shouting. Being there, done that. And we'll do it now if the spirit moves. Well, no, nah, no, nah, he ain't got to move. I can shout because I think about the goodness of God. I don't have to feel so I can just, woo, yeah. Just think about how good he is. want to skip and hop. But it's me knowing that I'm right that caused me want to skip and hop. And it ain't based upon what I do, but it's based upon, see, that'll make me run. That'll make me stuff a hole in this floor. <laughs> Ten, nine, eight, seven, six. Are y'all ready? <laughs> Hebrews 10, 22. Watch this. Let us, oh, you got the NLT, I like the way it's rendered. I, I need to show you this from NLT. Absolution means what? Who, who can? Uh, I hope all y'all got it. Okay, let's say it again. A friend from blame or guilt, release from consequences, obligations, penalties, and punishment. You got it? Maybe I have Tamara to put it up next week. Wait, you know what? Let's see. With the advancement of technology. Can you put that up, Tamara? Huh? Yes, thank you, mother. <laughs> I was sending her that in hopes that she could put it up for you guys. All right. Um, Hebrews 10, 22. Let us go. See, hold on. Let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts. Sincere hearts. See, hold on. Fully trusting him, not, not your efforts. Not, not thinking that. You know, I did pray every day. See, I can't go on that basis because I, I, I might skip a day. I, you should now. Why some do? I don't know. It should be automatic. But if, if I, you know, forgot to worship Monday, I have to still know I'm right. 
See? So you have to go with hearts fully trusted in him, not on what you did all last week. Lord, you know, I studied four hours, and I prayed, and I fasted all day Wednesday, and I walked all day right Thursday, Friday. See, see, all that's good. But you have to go, you can't go to him trusting in that, in that because you're trusting on what you did. Let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully, fully trusting him for our guilty Consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean. So those of you who are believers, your conscience should be clean. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus. And our bodies have been washed with pure water. My, why, why does my, okay, there it is. Okay, there it goes. From our, there it go. Guilty conscience. So as a believer, there should be no more guilt. You hear? See, in the old covenant, their conscience was never satisfied. See, the, the priest had to go through a cleansing and a washing, and not just on his behalf, but on the behalf of the people. Why? Because they were, the, the ultimate sacrifice had not been done. So there was always this, did I do enough? Did I, did I not? I don't know. That's why when he went in to make atonement uh, uh, for the people's sins, they would tie a rope about his waist. Because if he was not acceptable and it was too holy of a place for anybody just to go in, we would have to pull him out. So if we didn't hear the little bells every now and again, tingling, tangling, okay, he's good. Somebody out the door. So far, so good, guys. <laughs> We're almost good for another year. Watch this. For our guilty conscience have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us what? Clean. Watch this. And our bodies have been washed with. See, again, watch this. When I, when I understand I'm right before God. Listen to this now. And there's a clear conscience. Your body that has been washed will now come into line with how your mind thinks. So that's where we get that sanctified. So there are certain things I, I don't do. I won't put in my body. Why? Because I've been clean. I've been washed. Are you here? So notice he's having our heart sprinkled from a guilty conscience. This can only be, be brought about, beloved, by our new birth. So when we trust Christ, li listen to this now, we appropriate the value of his blood. That's what we're doing. We are appropriating the value of his blood. Figuratively speaking, we sprinkle our hearts with it. Talking about our minds. Are you with me? Just, if you remember before Passover in, in Exodus 12, you remember uh, right before the Exodus, the Israelites were told to sprinkle the blood on the doorpost. Who remembers all that? 
So when the Lord passed through the land, now, <laughs> who said death angel? Okay. Now, because now the old school church, you hear him say death angel. Death angel going to come through. <laughs> that ain't what the Bible says. The Lord <laughs> was coming through. See, I quit quoting what people say. Yeah, when the death angel, when the death angel see the blood, it wasn't the death angel. It was the Lord coming through, destroying all the firstborn of the animals and the people and uh, the false gods. Are you here? But when he seen the blood, watch this. They did not experience his judgment. Why? Because they're covered. So it's the same way when he sees us. There should be no guilt or condemnation. He, our watches our judgment. Why? Because he sees the blood, so he's going to pass over. So why do you keep saying that it is God condemning? It is not God who's condemning me and deeming me guilty. Are you here? So just as it delivered them, this delivers us, watch this, from a guilty conscience in God's judgment. Why? Because, again, well, how can you say that? Because he, is, he sees you righteous now. So as you stand before him now, he doesn't see you, daughter, guilty. He sees you holy, blameless. And, above, and you have to believe this. Let me show you in a second. Are you here? So watch this. Our testimony is this. And I forgot who said this, uh, but they said this. As a result of 10-22, our testimony is this. Conscience now no more condemn us for his own most precious blood once and for all has washed and cleansed us. Cleansed us in the eyes of God. So God sees you cleansed, washed. Who gets this? 2 Corinthians 5. Let, let, let's go through this quickly. Let me show you something. And, and I'll show you how we stand before God. You hear? 2 Corinthians 5, this is our foundation of text for this, 17 through 21. Ready? Let's read. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a, he is a, he is a new creation. Look, it ain't based upon how you feel. Well, I don't, I don't feel like I'm new. It ain't, it's not based upon that. He said I'm new, I'm new. Who gets that? Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Verse 18. Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through who? So we've been reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. Not through works. Through Jesus Christ. Are you here? And has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19, that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, 
and has committed us the word of reconciliation. Verse 20. Now then, we are God's representatives for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Verse 21. For he, here's our foundational text, for he made him who what? Knew no sin be, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So we become in right standards or we are made right with God or in right relationship with God on the basis of what Jesus did or the finished work of Jesus, not what we do. So I'm not trying to work myself right. I can't say that enough. I do right because he made me right. Okay? Now, the kaiosune, that word righteousness, it means, and I would write this down again because once you get this, again, your behavior will line up with your right believing. It means the character or quality of being just or right. It also means, listen to this, the conformity the conformity to the revealed will of God. So righteousness is having a conformity to the revealed will of God. So it, what do you mean the revealed will of God? When I see that God desires that I do a thing, there's going to be a conformity to that. See, that's that living in agreement. I love what he loves, and I hate what he hates. Are you here? It is Right action. So righteousness, one of the meanings also means right action. So for the believer who understands they're righteous, there should always be a corresponding action that's right or right in line with the Word of God. Who gets that? So if I'm really righteous, there should be more right actions than not. Why? Because I conform my life to the revealed will of God. Now that I've seen it in the Word, the onus or responsibility is on me to walk it out, as y'all say. You got to walk it out. Okay? Now, what the, the verses that we just read, the key idea in this paragraph is reconciliation. Because of man's rebellion, he was, again, enemy of God and out of fellowship with him. But through the work of the cross, because of Jesus Christ, we're brought back in right relations with the Father again. So God's face toward us and the world is love. Are you with me? Now, we said the basic meaning of the word reconcile is to change thoroughly, to, to exchange or to change thoroughly. It refers, listen to this now, it refers to a changed relationship between God and the lost world. So it is sinful man that must be reconciled to God. Are you with me? Now, another key idea, go back to last week because I gave a little bit more. But another key idea in this section is imputation. Someone say imputation. And again, this is a word borrowed from, it's a banking term, and it simply means to put to one's account. 
<laughs> so again, for example's sake, when you deposit money in the bank, that amount is credited to your account. Right? So when Jesus died on the cross, all of our sins, past, present, and future, were imputed. See, 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 if we don't include future, that means he has to come back and do it again. And keep coming back. Ow! Past, <laughs> present, and future. See, some don't like saying future because they're, they're still in their minds. Well, you know, they still think, you know, everybody ain't, you know, somebody still work. We all going to be working on something, something. We're all being perfected day by day. See, we don't like adding future. See, that's that religion. And see, again, as I said last week, when you understand you've been forgiven, you'll stop trying to appease God. Lord, forgive me for the things I did, things I didn't know, things I'm going to do, and things I might not know or did. And did. You've been forgiven. He's forgiven you for those. You know how to do. Lord, Lord, forgive me for the sins I committed, the sins I didn't know. Again, you know exactly. <laughs> you know what you did. Know where you were. You remember who you was with and how long you did it and how many times you did it and can't wait to do it again for some. But they still righteous. They growing. Amen. Today, they out. They free. So when Jesus died on the cross, all of our sins, past, present, and future, guess what? We're imputed to him. In other words, they were put to his account. <laughs> so he was treated by God as though he had actually committed sin. He committed no sin. Are you with me? So the result is this. All of those sins have been paid for. Say this. All of my sins have been paid for. And God no longer holds them against me. Because I have trusted Christ as my Savior. So God has put to our account the very righteousness of Christ Jesus. So whereas before our accounts looked depleted, in overdraft, messed up, tore up, wrecked up, in the negative, when he looks at your account now, he sees it satisfied, paid in full. He righteous, sees righteous. <laughs> you, you have to believe that. Are you here? Oh, this makes me happy. Why? Because I'm resting in what he did. And I can, listen, and I can have a clean conscience going forward knowing that if I do have a misstep, it's already been taken care of. Are you with me? So as a result, see, put it up for reference sake. I read this to you last week, 1 Peter 3, 18. For indeed Christ died for sins, watch this, 
once and for all. See, past, present. Once and for all means for all time. <laughs> huh? That's past. See, if that wasn't the case, then that's why many fall under that. Well, if you miss it, you got to come back, get saved again, get saved. Now, you done been saved 3,000 times. At, at, no, no. At, at, at which experience would be enough? Because if I got to keep doing it, what you're saying is that I'm trying to get to a place by what I do that you'll never get there on your own. See, again, we keep trying to judge people on their actions or what they're doing, not knowing that people mature and grow at various levels. See, the mere fact that I'm condemning you lets, you lets me know that I got some things I'm working on anyway. The mere fact that I'm condemning you shows that, oh, I'm in need of work myself. <laughs> the just, look, he, he's the just and the righteous. We were the unjust and the unrighteous. The, he, he was the innocent. We were the guilty, so that he might bring us what? To God. Being put to death, but made alive in the spirit. Now, second point. All, see, some of you are not going to receive this, but his word is truth. I'm not studying what man done taught you. <laughs> According to some, man can save you. So I ain't studying what man say. I want to know the truth of God's word. <laughs> and we, we have to stop separate. Listen, this is the silliest thing to me. We have to stop separating ourselves by denominations. Well, I'm of this denomination, so we don't do that. I don't, if we all believe in Jesus, the, we all should have the same view relative to the truth of God's word. It can't be because we're we not the sanctified church. We can do the job. What the word say? You got people doing that. We serving the same God, but we got different beliefs relative. No, the word. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So we should be distinguished not by the name of our church, but by the truth of God's word. Not by the denomination we are in, but by the truth of God's word. Second point, oh, see, some of y'all are not going to like this, but say it. Because we've been made right by God, by, G, by, by what Jesus did, because we've been made right, and right standing before the Father by the blood of Jesus, you would never stand wrong in the presence of God. You would never stand wrong in the presence of God. Say this, as a child of God, I will never stand wrong in the presence of God. Doesn't mean that you can't do wrong, but because you've been made right by Christ, he doesn't see you as wrong. Doesn't mean that there may not be any consequence behind you going out here robbing the bank. 
You shouldn't because what? I'm made right. Are you here? But you will never stand wrong in the presence of God. I let that seat because some of y'all are like, I don't know. See, I came up what they told me. I don't know if that's holiness or not. I don't know. That don't sit right with me. Listen, nothing is going to sit right with you. When I've been made to believe a certain thing and truth comes, nothing can sit right. That's why you got to keep getting to until it sit right. Keep feeding yourself. Okay, I, okay, I get what you say. Okay, yeah, now, okay, now I'm getting it. <laughs> Religion has messed people up, and it's like a bunch of clowns on Sunday, a circus. The stuff that people are trying to do and doing, it's like a circus before the father, daughter, but what some are doing to be right. But it's like a, a, a show. First Corinthians 1.30, NLT. We're almost there. We, 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 we're right here. Go back and listen to this, please. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you guys, you, 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 listen, you're going to find yourself behind the curve if you're waiting until Sunday to hear the word. You, you're starting over, man. Just like we feed ourselves every day in the natural, it's more so in the spirit. For every meal you eat, you should be doing the same thing in the spirit realm. I eat three meals a day. You should be eating this word three, three times a day. <laughs> Are you here? God has united us with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ, Christ made us right with God. He made us, hold up, and freed us from sin. He made us pure and do you see this? He made us pure and holy. See, we just think just at that moment. No, for all time. He made us pure and holy and freed us from sin. He made us holy. Hebrews 10 and 10. Do you have that from the amp? Let me see that real quick. Then we're going to close in Colossians. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's it. Let me show you this real quick. Lee. Say this when I, as God sees me now, I stand before him. Holy. Just. And above reproach. I stand before him. I'm Right in his eyes. Well, that see, and that, that's that's soothing to the soul. Knowing that nothing, and all all the good I do all week, that's good. But but it's even better knowing that I, with all of that, that's not what makes me right before God. Jesus makes me right. Are you here? It's again, and when I understand this. There's no way you can really grab a hold of this and not want to turn the tide, man. 
So all those things that are incongruent with the word, <laughs> because, watch this, there is going to be a right action or a conformity to his will. It, it looked like I'm still doing it, but what you don't see, just like a huge ship, it's like it don't turn that quick. No, it's actually turning before you can actually see it turning. But slowly but surely, the direction is changing. See, that, that's how we have to not only look at ourselves, but at each other. Nah, I know it's working for. Are you here? And in accordance with, with, with this will of God, we who believe in the message of salvation have been sanctified, that is, set apart as holy for God and his purposes through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ the Messiah, the another one. What? And for all. See, we really do him a disservice when we think the one time wasn't enough. We're saying your sacrifice was not acceptable. Don't slap him in the face like that. He did it once and for all. Last verse, Colossians. Say that again. No, shout it out loud. What did you say? He is enough. That's enough for me. You never stand. See, again, that religion keep throwing in your face. Well, you, you know last night. See, see, there's now no condemnation. I know who I am. I bet you I won't do it this week. See, see, why? Because I'm growing. I'm maturing. See, but the enemy try to keep you out by what we're doing. Keep believing right. You'll do right. So you never stand before God wrong in the presence. You never stand wrong in the presence of God. Let me show you. Colossians 1, 20 through 23. Watch this. See, when God sees you now, <laughs> he, she, he sees you in light of Christ's account. Holy. You're righteous. In other words, your account, oh, oh now listen to this will always be in good standing. Unlike in the natural, some weeks you might have a little money. Some weeks it might be in the negative. Not so with him. With him, Krista, your account is always in the black. In good standing. Even when I don't have such a good day, my account remains in the positive. Even when I'm working on how I talk, my account remains in the positive. Even while me and the spouse getting it together, our account still remains. In good standing. Oh, boy, that's good to know. Oh, boy. And through him, 
talking about Christ, God reconciled everything what? To himself. And I showed you last week we're at peace with, we, we are at peace with God. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth. By means of, see, there it go. When I see the blood, oh, my shit, I'm going to pass over it. <laughs> uh, see, see, the enemy tries to accuse you based upon your faults, but the Lord said, oh, I see the blood. <laughs> Can't nobody accuse him. Why? Because when he looks, he sees your account in good standing. That's why nobody can accuse you, because it is Christ who justified you. So when they're trying to whisper in his ear, he looks at their account. He in good standing. You can't accuse him. Ah. See, you, 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 you got to hold to that because the enemy will try to shake you off of it to get you in disbelief. What you have to know, it's because of what he did, man. Ah. And, and through him, you can keep playing, man. No, that's good because I'm, I'm right here at the end. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. Do you see this? He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by the means of Christ's blood. This includes you. Do you see this? Hold up. This includes me, who was once far away from God because of Adam. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Verse 22, yet, now, he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, <laughs> as a result, he has brought you into his own presence. I'm about shit. See, before she was separated, alienated, but because of Christ, she stands before God. Now he has brought you in his presence and he sees you now. Watch this. Holy. <laughs> Hold up. This is how you stand before God now as a believer. See, clear, clear your conscience of all the other stuff that you're working on. This is how he sees you. He doesn't see you in light of the accusations. He sees your account in good standing. He sees you holy, blameless, as you stand before him without a single fault. Thank you, daughter. So that's how he sees you, without a single fault. So I don't care who tries to accuse you. I don't care who tries to condemn you. He sees me without a single fault. Ah. But, here it go. You must continue to believe this truth. 
<laughs> See why? Because there'll be those who will try to assail you, accuse you, based upon your merit. Sir, it ain't based upon my merit. <laughs> so the more they try to accuse you, man of God, the more you got to watch this, say what he said about you. He sees me holy. Yeah, but you did that. He sees me blameless. <laughs> yeah, but you know you, yeah, I stand before him without a single fault. How about you? But you must continue to believe this. See, that's what the, uh, Paul, when he was telling his son, you have to contend for the faith. We live from the faith of Jesus. So there will be things that will try to come, what, and get you out of agreement. That's what, you, that's what, the, that's what the warriors trying to, you trying to get me out of agreement. No, I'm going to stay in agreement. Watch this. But you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Don't, look, don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. You know what's blocking people? Yeah, but my other church. See, what does the word say? My last pastor said, what does the word say? Because if what my last pastor said goes against the word of God, although God bless his soul, he or she was in error. Not saying they're not saved. They're in error if it goes against the word. But you must continue to what? Believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. The good news has been preached all over the world. And I, Pastor Rex, how about she? Hey, <laughs> Pastor Tracy, as you, like the Apostle Paul, have been appointed. As God's servant to proclaim it. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Say this, I stand before God without a single fault. Now give the Lord a big hand clap of praise. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.